and a very pleasant day to each and every one of you listening friends. It is the day that the Lord has made and we are given the choice to rejoice and be glad in it. And we do with a grateful heart and a grateful mind to be alive and aware of our surroundings, our place of shelter, our family, our consciousness that the Lord God, the Almighty, is in the midst of us, that we are in Him and He is in us. We are alive, we are moving, and have our being. What a privilege it is to Him be all the glory and the praise for all that he has done and for all he is doing. The members, friends, supporters, and well-wishers of this <clears throat> North Miami Harvest Time Assembly invite you or unite in welcoming you to today's fellowship service. Here we offer praise, thanksgiving, and worship to him who sits upon the throne, who is worthy, the almighty, the creator, the sustainer of the universe in which we dwell. Yes, together we join our hearts to bless him for who he is and for all he has done for his mercies that have been sent our way. Great has been his faithfulness to each and every one of us. So let us draw near as we bow our hearts before him in a time of prayer. O oh God, our Father in heaven, we thank you for life, for this day, this moment, when we are able to bow down to you in gratitude for what you have done for us, for our family, for our acquaintances throughout these many years. Who is there among us, O oh Lord, that can repay you for all the benefits you intentionally channeled our way? Life, health, family, opportunities, spiritual, material, and other resources. We cannot number them all, but here we stand before you, reasonably equipped to give account of our stewardship and to ascribe to you all the praises due to your name with our whole being father our whole heart we thank you and we declare you have done great things for us whereof we're glad we pray for those among us who are on account of sickness disease infirmities and illness of any sort those who are restricted physically, 
from offering the best of their service to you. We ask you, Father, now, not only to look upon them, but to look upon them with pity and touch them, everyone. Avenge them speedily of this their light affliction. Open eyes that have failed or are failing, ears that are slow to hear, arms and legs restricted by muscular failures, those internal organs that are failing to perform at the best. We think of those with blood pressure, blood conditions of every sort, nervous conditions, brain, heart, kidneys, liver, prostate problems, every problem without and within the body, from the top of the head to the tip of the toes, O Lord God, by whatever names these conditions of infirmity may be called, we know in Jesus' name, speak to them all, and we say, go, loose your hold, be now dislodged, be healed in Jesus' name. We call it done because we speak in the name above every name. By his stripes and through his blood, we declare our healing. And now, for all those who are in any sort of need, going through any form of deprivation, those going through grief, loss, pain. We pray that you will restore, repair, relieve them, O Lord. We know that nothing is too hard for you. Let this moment become one of glorious deliverance and victory and blessing for all the oppressed. Let them go free. Let the walls before them crumble. Let the rivers before them divide. Let the weight on their shoulders be lifted. And let them go free in the name of Jesus. And now, let your peace, which passes all understanding, fill each heart and each home. Send your word now and give healing, health, and joyfulness to all your children in Jesus' name. Let the light of your presence, the light of your salvation, shine upon us all this day, this moment. Thank you for your deliverance in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. For our meditation today, we are turning to the book of Joshua, chapter 14, and I will read from verse number 6 to just about verse number 14. Joshua 14, 6 to 14. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb 
the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon your feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse number 10 of Joshua 14. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spoke the word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, verse 11. And as yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Look at this verse. 12. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Today, for our meditation, we'd like you to come with us to that account that we just read in the Old Testament from the book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 6 to 14. We'd like to focus on Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He is first identified as one of the 12 men whom Moses appointed and dispatched from the wilderness to go into the promised land to observe conditions and to bring back a report. You'll find that account in Numbers 
chapter 13. Of the twelve who were sent, two of them brought back favorable, positive, and encouraging reports, while ten of the twelve reported in the negative. It's good for you to read this account in Numbers chapter 13. You will be blessed. In essence, two in the group said, we can make it. We will make it because we have the Lord on our side. But the majority of ten were at one in expressing their doubts, fears, misgivings. Two said we can, ten said we can't. The positive two based their decision on what God said. The negative ten based their decision on what they saw with their eyes and observed with their natural senses. The verdict of the majority prevailed, of course. It brought sorrow and tears to the whole congregation. Nobody slept all that night. People began to complain against Moses and even against God. Several of them wanted to discontinue the journey to the land God had promised them. They took a decision even to turn back and to return to the land of bondage and slavery in Egypt. It was not a pleasant scenery after that ten-man report. As a matter of fact, it was simply a conflict between faith and fear, between what God promised and what the ten saw and perceived with their natural senses. Faith, to this day, still remains the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith relies on what God says in his word rather than by what things appear to be. Faith calls those things that be not as though they are, Romans 4 and 17. It is known as walking by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. However, Caleb and Joshua insisted that with God, all things are possible. Their efforts could not turn the heart of the rest of the congregation. God himself stepped into the confusion and issued an ultimatum in Numbers 14 and 26. 26 to 39, that is, of Numbers 14 which, in essence, barred everyone over the age of 20 years, except Caleb and Joshua, 
from setting foot on the land he had promised them. Because of their unbelief, because of their unwillingness to listen to what God was saying, God said, none of you will be able to set foot into that land, none of you over the age of 20 years. You shall wander about in this wilderness until the last one of you breathes his last. Over 20 years and over, the rest, the young ones, the little ones, they will enter in. Now turning here to the book of Joshua, chapter 14, again, it is 45 years after that ultimatum that was issued by God 45 years later, Caleb recounts the promise God made about himself and Joshua, sharing in the real estate of the land of Canaan. The Lord said, none over 20 years old will be able to enter into that land, save Caleb and Joshua. Joshua had now become the leader and commander of the armies of the nation of Israel. And he was now settling the people into the possession that uh, was there for them, promised by God. Joshua remembers visibly the account of 45 years previous. Caleb testifies that the years had been very kind to him. Now, at 85, his strength and his ability to bear arms was not diminished. His strength had not declined. He was as ready now as he was then 45 years ago, Joshua 14 and 11. He makes it easy for Joshua by suggesting that Joshua release him to take on a mountain where there were three hostile giant brothers, Shishai, Ahiman, and Talmai, verse 14 of Joshua 14. His zeal and his courage moved him to take up a giant task. Oh yes, it was a task against three giants. The giants were there. He was unafraid of the height of the mountains and the depths of the valleys at age 85. And he was unafraid of the stature of the men who were there that could have been an obstacle to him. He knew in whom he believed and he was persuaded that God was able to keep him and deliver him and to give him the victory. He knew the fight was on and the fight in which he would win. He knew his help would come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. After all, it was God who promised them the land 
and he would see them through to victory because he is a faithful God, faithful at all times. Great is his faithfulness. Caleb said to Joshua, give me this mountain where those giants live, where the cities are great and walled. And if God is with me, and if he is for us, as I believe he is, then he will help me to drive them out. And this is what, this rather is not uh, Caleb boasting about anything. Caleb was a man of courage. When everybody else was cowering under the report of those ten spies, Caleb was quelling them and saying, let us go up at once and possess the land, for God has promised it to us, and we are well able to take it with God's help. Check that account in Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 30. Yes, Caleb was courageous. And after all, the name Caleb means dog, as in bulldog. He never lets go until he has stripped his victim of pieces of their flesh. Caleb was a fierce warrior. He drove out those three bullies that ruled the mountain, according to Joshua 15 and 14. And he established himself there. And beloved, this fighting spirit in Caleb was necessary to win God's battles. And each one of us must have that fight within us to win, to overcome, to believe, and to know that what God has promised, God will do. Caleb said, give me this mountain. By the grace of God, I will be able to capture it for God. Beloved, we need that fighting spirit within us for God's battles. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And it was Daniel who said that the people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hebron became closely connected with the city of Jerusalem, the future capital of the nation. Caleb led the attack and brought down the enemy to their knees. Caleb was a man of purpose. He determined to play his part. He determined to play his part in establishing the will of God in that land. The time was up 
for those Canaanites whose idolatrous behavior, lifestyle, and attitude came up as a stench in the nostrils of God. And God was going to use the Israelites to wipe that out once and for all. God has a way of working, and he will even use men against men to bring about his divine purpose. The time was up for those Canaanites. Caleb's faith in God drove him into doing something tangible to build the kingdom of God. His faith stirred his spirit within him and said, if God wants this job done, I will volunteer to do what God wants. It was like when God spoke to Isaiah and he said, whom shall I send and who will go for us? What was Isaiah's response? Lord, here am I, send me. And God is looking for that kind of response from you with the qualities he has given to you. Your gentleness can be a calming influence in a rough and tough situation. And your aggressive attitude and spirit can be sanctified for the use in a situation that needs some action. Give me this mountain, Caleb insisted. I want this mountain, yes. The very mountain where those giants are. The very mountain where the cities are surrounded by high walls. I want the tough job because God has to get a job done in this town and he will get it done with my help. And so it is today the Lord is building his church and he needs the help of strong people. He needs the help of wise people. He needs the help of gentle people. He needs the help of people who have a certain amount of toughness needed for the assignment. And he needs a set of people with whom, with whom he has blessed and has given resources that they could use their resources, whether it be physical, financial, or emotional, whatever their resources are. He wants to use their resources to take down and bring down the kingdom of the enemy. God has given us the resources to build his kingdom. Today, God calls on you and me to be strong and to be very courageous in building up the kingdom of God. This is not the time for us to hold back. This is not the time for us to look with our eyes and see what is not being done. This is not for us to say, well, 
What's the use? This is time for us to cast our lot in and to let God have his way and use you in a way that he sees, sees fit according to the resources and the gifts with which he has blessed you. It's time for you to spring to attention and come and take your place beside the movers and the shakers. Yes, the kingdom of God is in need of building and willing people, ready people, courageous people, those with the attitude of a bulldog, so to speak. They're the ones upon whom God is depending. Our lights must shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Our lights must shine not just with our lips but with our heart, with our feet, with our hands and with the resources, I repeat, that God has loaned to us. Caleb used all he had at 80 and 5 years of age and he got the job done. He enlisted help and subdued the occupiers of that mountain. He brought down the bullies and established the name of Jehovah in that place and the area surrounding. Check it out in Joshua 15, 14, and 15. This mountain before you shall be removed. Your faith in God will have it done as you move in obedience to him. And remember what Mary said to the crowd at that wedding reception when the wine was exhausted. She said to them, Whatsoever he says unto you, that do. John chapter 2 and verse number 5. Today, God is equipping us for some task that is ahead, some great task that is ahead that he would like to see accomplished. Let us be willing not only to say yes, but to go further and use our hands and our feet and our resources to push the work of God forward. Caleb at 85, he said to Joshua, give me this mountain. He had reached the stage, and he was always at the stage, where he was completely unafraid and was willing to step out for God. What is God calling on you to do today? Step out for him. What you were hesitating to do for God. Step out and let it be done. It is not just what wilt thou have me to do. It is, Lord, here am I. Use me. Shall we pray, Father? Oh, we thank you today for your word, which is always a challenge to our hearts and our spirit. We thank you for 
speaking to us through this passage and for causing us to understand that you have a job to be done and you will use your people. You will use the people whose hearts you touch and you have touched us today. And we say, Lord, here am I. Use me. Bless your people. Bless your children. Strengthen them and keep them ever willing and ready to do what you desire for them to do. Make it clear to them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen.